Welcome into another episode of Red Zone Talk. I'm Owen Burke. He's Tim Hunt. Episode 23. Mm-hmm. We love talking about football. So, um, got a, a, a light but full show ahead of us. Uh, not going to talk about the abomination that the Pro Bowl has turned into. We could fill another hour and a half of how to fix it, but I feel like we've done that for three years at this point, so we're not going to do it. Um, it's 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 tiresome at this point. We've talked about it every year, and it just is. There's no point in doing it anymore, honestly. So I think my 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 only thought. I still think peak Pro Bowl was bringing in your two legends. They draft the teams, doesn't matter the conference, and then you play it out. Those are the three best years, I think, the, and the only three years that I was really ever interested in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> so we had like three one-score games for the first time, and it's not 48 to 17. It's, you know, a, like, like a 28-21 game one time. It's going to sound really bad, but you know the Pro Bowl has gotten bad when Gardner Minshew is like in. First ballot. No. Or replacement. No, was he's he a replacement. He's a replacement. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay. I thought he just made it. No, 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 no. He he was a replacement. I don't know who turned it down. I think maybe Mahomes didn't go. Um, well, he's definitely not now. Well, yeah, I think, and I think he was the replacement. Not as not as bad of a replacement as Tyler Huntley in my mind. At least Gardner Minshew played more than four games. Somewhat deserved it. Yeah, yeah. it was Tua Lamar and Patrick. So I mean, Patty needs to fill in from the Super Bowl. Yeah, is and Lamar so, and Tua doing it? I'm guessing. I haven't heard that CJ Stroud and Gardner were the replacements. CJ so. Stroud better have turned it down. There ain't no fucking way Gardner should have made it over CJ. But well, CJ was first replacement, so I'm guessing either Lamar turned it, somebody turned it down, or what. But hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> That's how much we don't pay attention to it. We don't really know. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. So it, it does not. It's no longer an accolade. It's not anything that means anything. It is a way to kill a week before the Super Bowl. That is it all never was. It really like all pro meant so much more than. Oh, yeah, it always yeah, has. Yeah. yeah. Than being a pro bowler. So but like still like six time pro bowler, you're like it, I feel like it's somewhat carried weight at one point. Yeah. I mean, it probably also meant you were all pro that year, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah for the most part. There's fifty fifty percent chance, right? There's now three it's teams like, in all pro, and then there's six spots in uh, the Pro Bowl. So yeah, so nowadays it's like, hey, uh, we want a bye week for the Super Bowl. So here's something, so we don't have to listen to these guys talk about nothing for two weeks. Yeah, that's what it is. But we're gonna talk about nothing for this week. So get ready. Um. You want to do some trivia here? Let's do it. Let's jump into it. You know, I thought, being that it's the Pro Bowl, thought, what better time to ask you for the all-time tackle leaders in the Pro Bowl? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> like, uh, 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 <laughs> um, no, be it that the Super Bowl is around the corner, and I obviously won't get to ask you trivia before the Super Bowl. You'll be asking me. I'm going to ask you to name me. There's 12 names. Obviously, we're looking for 10 of them, mm-hmm. uh, the 12 being that there's a tie at the bottom of this list. All-time passing touchdowns in the Super Bowl. So not single games, Super Bowls, as many Super Bowls Ooh. as you want as they played in. The list does get a little tricky towards the end just because you have a lot of guys that only played two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls. But yeah, honestly, sure some really surprising good. names that are just off this list as well. But they're definitely <laughs> some gimmies. I got three hints and three strikes for you. 
Hopefully my hints are somewhat decent this week. They never are. But your free hint is obviously Super Bowls, multiple Super Bowls. Think Dynasty teams. Yeah, yeah, it's better. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go with Thomas Edward Brady. That feels Wow, like so what a crazy guess to start this list. Yeah, right? Yeah, Mr. 10 games in the Super Bowl. The next closest in our top 10 is four Super Bowls played, and he has 10, and he's thrown 21 touchdowns in those 10 Super Bowls. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess Mahomes is probably here. I'm going to go ahead and say that too. Mahomes is here. He has five touchdowns and his three Super Bowls played puts him at two, three, four, five, six, seven on our list. Seventh. Okay. Oh man. Lower than I thought he'd be. Honestly, I thought he'd be creeping in that top five. Yeah. I mean, five, five touchdowns and three games played, man. Oh shoot. Is that that, right? Does that mean? It doesn't sound right. I thought he played more than three Super Bowls. No, he's played. This is his. No, this is four and five years. Is this four and five years? Yeah, yeah. So he has not played the fourth. Yes, that's because he lost to Brady in the AFC Championship game, and then Brady went to Tampa and lost the Super Bowl to him there. So, yep. Um, boy, oh boy, the the Um, bottom of our list just for for info is four touchdowns. There's a three way tie at the bottom of the list with four touchdowns. And only one guy in our top twelve only played in one Super Bowl. So you have I think I know who that guy is. That you guy's the guy with the four touchdown performance. That everybody yeah. else has played two or more. God, do I want to rip that so early? I think I know who that guy is. Is the crazy? That would be it. Be a, a nice stab if you could just get it out right without a hint. I'm gonna go Nick Foles. Is that guy? It is not Nick Foles. Damn! Oh, he caught one. That's gonna screw up his number. True, yeah. If you if you count that, that'd be four because he threw yeah. for three in that game. Threw threw for three, caught the fourth. Damn. Okay. I would have. Parma doesn't want to count that as a strike because honestly, like that's a pretty solid pull that you know he had four in that game. I always forget that he caught that. Like the Philly, I know, like you don't forget the Philly special, but I always forget he caught the Philly special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's okay. Zacherts has a passing touchdown. How about it? Yeah, Zacherts. Um, let's um. Boy, boy, oh, it's my dynasty guys on here. Yeah, Peyton Manning's got to be here, right? You would think, really. I'm, I'm not going to count Foles as a strike because the okay. fact that you knew he threw for three and caught one, I'll count it to you. Peyton, I will count as a strike. Surprising four Super Bowls played, only three passing touchdowns in those four games. I mean, it, the last one he won, I don't think he threw a touchdown in it, so. That, that would, would yeah, that defense did carry him in that game. So that doesn't shock me. Too Give you much. one more free hint: Joe Flacco only had three touchdowns. Also I wasn't thinking here. Joe Flacco. Just the first guy off. I one knew he had guys. like what thirteen touchdowns in that run. Something I like that. I think it was eleven. Eleven, 11? no picks. He had three of them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so. but he played four games, so it's like you do the math, and like yeah. that clearly doesn't check out to be on the four list. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also had Ray Rice on that team, so they definitely ran a couple in. Ran a couple. Oh, man. Is Big Ben here? Like, that's the other one that scares me because it's like his defenses were good. He only played in two, I want to say, though, right? Yeah, he only played in two Super Bowls. Yeah, I definitely think there's some more gettable names here, too. Yeah. So. I mean, Joe Montana's here, right? Number uh, two, 11 touchdowns in four games. I feel like there's going to be a gentleman on here who maybe didn't win a Super Bowl but played in four of them. Uh, Jim Kelly here. Jim Kelly is not here. Damn, Jim Kelly's not there, huh? Which, yeah, I'm surprised. Jim Kelly apparently 
how he didn't throw four. He didn't throw a single touchdown in every single one of the Super Bowls he played in. I, I have to look at this now because that's crazy. That's nuts. Because I, I would agree with you, but he's not even listed as one of the guys that has two touchdowns. There's no way. So let's look. There's no way Jim Kelly didn't throw. He he threw two touchdowns in wow. 1992, and he did not throw a single touchdown in the other three. That's insane. Pure I didn't know Thurman that. Thomas action. Wow. Okay, so I'm at two strikes. I'm going to use a hint here. I kind of need it clearly. All right. Because so, I got, what, two right? Yeah, you have two right. Or yeah. you have three. You have three because you have Mahomes, Montana, and Brady. Okay. Um, there's still one active guy here. Um, two hmm. of our 12 guys did not win a Super Bowl MVP. They both only won one Super Bowl. One of those guys had a defensive player win his Super Bowl MVP. The other one was a special teams guy, a, a returner of sorts. Um, the one, the Super Bowl MVP in his. Um, you have another. What? I was honestly. You have a dynasty from the 90s. You have uh, another guy that was part of a dynasty in the 90s, uh, played in three Super Bowls. You have. Playing three Super Bowls. Two big throwbacks. I want to say, I know one is in the 70s. Okay. And then I think the other one is in the 60s. But again, legacy or dynasty guys, very notable names. Not oh. YA Tittle is not sitting here waiting for you or anything. Right. It one makes guy me- played from 70 to 83. Okay. And then our other folk played from 69 to 79. So. Definitely some throwbacks, but definitely two guys you would consider dynasty quarterbacks. Um, one guy still active is very intriguing. Yeah, and that I, one guy played in two Super Bowls through four touchdowns. He is one of our bottom guys. Huh. Rodgers only played in one Super Bowl? Yeah, he's only played mm-hmm. in one. Yes. So it can't be Rodgers. Joe Flacco played in one. I'm just trying to run through the quarterbacks who have played in a Super Bowl. Yeah, they're playing that are too. Still active. Um, like Drew Brees only played in one. He's not even active. Um, Goff only played in one. Stafford only played in one. Um, technically still on a team. Technically still on a team. I mean, Jimmy G played in one. Uh, I think so he only made one, yeah. Yeah, it can't be Jimmy. Man, that modern guy is is tough. You might circle back, and I think you'll when you say his name, it'll click for you. Mm-hmm. But it may take you a second to roll around. It's been okay. forgettable as of late. Yeah, he must be a backup somewhere. But I'm trying to think of notable backups, and nothing's clicking. He was a starter to start the year this last year. Oh, he was a starter. He was a starter to start the year last year. Boy, that doesn't help at all. I don't think. Um, I don't know. He should be a starter next year. Maybe you said that with a lot of question there. Probably going to be a free agent, and then somebody will possibly have to pick him up. <laughs> not Kirk D. Cousins. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl. That's the name that popped in my head when you said free no, he agent. has not. Um, Troy Aikman's got to be here, right? Troy Aikman is here. Okay. He's five touchdowns in his three Super Bowls for number nine on our list. And he was one of the '90s guys, I'm assuming. Uh, he was one of the 90s guys, yes. You still have another guy that I would consider a 90s dynasty. Only played in three Super Bowls, but it's because he had another great quarterback that was leading his team at a time. 
Yeah, I'm. I was gonna. I think that gives me to Steve Young. Then it does. It does yeah. give you to Steve Young. He's also yeah. here. Six. Oh, actually, he only played in two. Yeah, I was about to say he didn't. Know. He didn't play in three. I knew he played in two because they went to six as a team. Joe Montana won four, and then yep. he won two. He won two, and he had six passing touchdowns in those two games too. Yeah. So he's putting the work in. Underrated quarterback of all time, Steve Young. Yeah, I agree. If, if he didn't follow Joe, Joe Montana, he'd be if he just like won two Super Bowls with a different team, he'd be viewed in I think a different light. A, a much different light, yeah. Older teams that when you say dynasties, like especially sixties and seventies, um, I mean, it could be the Cowboy. I'm trying to think of who the Cowboys guy is. I can see his face, but I can't put a name to it. But I don't think it's him. Captain uh, America. Yeah, Captain America. Uh, Roger Starback comes to mind. I'm not guessing him yet. Um, the other one that comes to mind is Terry Bradshaw. Um, but I just don't know his timeline really well. And you said 79 or 69, 79 to 89. Uh, I believe one was seven, 69 to 79. One was 70 to 83. 70 to 83, man. 83. Did Terry play that long? Could he have played? Hmm. And Terry wasn't throwing it like that, all that crazy. I don't think, but he played in, he played in four Super Bowls, right? So he's got to throw a touchdown and one for him to be there. Man, he's really tempted. I, I mean, I have another hint, so I'm going to use another hint. Uh, so to run through where we are, I know we got two dynasty guys. We got the modern the, the guy. Two left. dynasty guys are three and four consecutively, so they're up here. Okay. Um, our number five guy. Not a dynasty, maybe a short-lived dynasty. Um, one of the best offenses of all time. Um, you have six and seven. Our number eight guy is one of our only two guys to not win an MVP. He played in two Super Bowls, won one, but a special teamer won the MVP his Super Bowl year. Yeah, that's not helping me at all, to be honest um, with you. It's actually hurting. He played for four teams in his career. You remember one. You probably remember a second one because you got to beat up on him twice a year. Um, I mean, I don't even know who that could be. I mean, he played like, two Super Bowls. Played I think. Super Definitely Bowl. a historic franchise. Probably should have won more rings than than the one that they got with him. You have you already have number nine. Number ten is our current guy. Number eleven would be our Mister One Game Four Touchdown Performance. Yeah. Played in the 90s. I believe he only played with this one team, a trailblazer of sorts, especially when it comes to Super Bowl quarterbacks, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. And then our number 12 guy, former number one overall pick for the Patriots way back when. Mm-hmm. So played in two Super Bowls through four touchdowns as well. Not great hints, I know. Man, did give me Bledsoe. a career highlights here. I don't remember if Bledsoe was a number one overall pick. I know he played in the 96 Super Bowl with us. I don't think he played in another Super Bowl besides the 96 Super Bowl. Free hint, not Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Uh, when when I found out this guy was drafted number one overall by you, I did not know that he was the number one draft. I knew he was the number one overall pick, didn't know he was drafted by you. See, I think of him mainly for another team. Yeah, and that's, see, and, oh, gosh, it's not Steve Grogan then. Um, it's the other guy, and I can never remember his goddamn name. The other he, guy. Won it, he won it with the Raiders, too. That's who, that's who we won a Super Bowls with. Um, Definitely the team you think of. Yeah, man. And the other guy played for either the Jets, the Bills, or the Dolphins. We beat him up twice a year, and he won a I Super say, Bowl. 
Let me let me see how long he played in your division for. It's like not more. It's like there's there's a couple things that I could say, but I, I feel like it would give it away if I said it. He only played one year in your division. Uh, it was the third stop in his career. Drafted by a team, played for the team you remember for for a very long time. One year stop in the AFC East, and then jetted off to the NFC back to his old division for a different team for two years to end his career. I mean, this is just not helping me whatsoever. Um, I don't even know who to begin to think who that could be. Um, you have said a couple names that are on is this it list. Brett Favre? Is that, that is, is that, that is Brett Favre? Out. Okay, indeed. Do you know who won the MVP the year that Brett Favre won the Super Bowl? I was Desmond Howard, wasn't it? It was Desmond Howard, yeah. punt returner, special. I was. I always forget that he was a punt returner. Yeah, I thought everyone on this list was going to have a Super Bowl MVP. But I was surprised. He and our active guy. He also our active guy. Super Bowl. Our active guy, probably another guy that should have had a dynasty for his team. They played in two Super Bowls, but cut short. Very recent as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of jammed in the middle of the Brady years. Not in the middle, towards the end. The past Brady years, I think. See, like, it's not. When you say that, it's like. Could it. I mean, the active guy, it's not Eli Manning, it's not Breeze, it's not Roethlisberger, it's not Phillip Rivers, it's a guy who started for a team this year. Mm-hmm. And He's been in the headlines. Yeah. AFC. AFC. And when you think of him, you're going to punch yourself in the head, because this is, I mean, a well-known guy. Sticks in headlines a lot of times when he's not playing, when he is. Like, I don't even know who the hell this could be. Beat like, oh, it's it's Mr. Unlimited. Dude, That's what it you is. have when we were when we were starting, and I was like trying to make sure to make sure I had nobody had any uh any Super Bowl MVPs. I almost said that out loud, and I was like, oh, you can't say that. You're, you're gonna give away one of your answers. Mr. Unlimited. That's who it is. Yeah, Russell Wilson, uh, number ten on our list, threw four touchdowns in the two Super Bowls in Seattle. That is that is quite embarrassing. It took me that long to get Russell Wilson. I forgot he played in two. But again. You just, especially with now, like, I I have a hard time remembering he exists a lot of the times. So, all right. Okay. One, all right. two, three, four, five, six, seven. You have seven so far, which I think is how many I had last week, if I remember correctly. I'm, I'm going to just rip Terry Bradshaw. I think I'm ready to rip him. Number three on our list. Okay. He had uh, nine passing touchdowns in his four games. So, I mean, he was slinging it around decent bit back in the day. I'll throw out Roger Starbuck now. I'm ready to die on that hill. Number four. Okay. Glad you doubled back around. I was like, man, if he doesn't double back to those two, that's good. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, it's got to be those two, right? I'm just thinking of dynasties of the time. Eight touchdowns in four games as well. So I'm at nine. You are at nine. So there's three names left. Okay. If you can remember your old number one overall pick from way back when, if you can remember his name. Oh, it's, oh gosh. It's going to drive me nuts when you say it too. Because oh, he, it it, he won it with the Raiders, man. I can see him. He's throwing it. Oh, man. I don't. It's just not something I've thought about for a while, so it's going to drive me insane. Um, the other guy won his only ring, um, not with the Dynasty. I believe it was the 90s. I'll have to double check. I'm not super polished. But, again, uh-huh. a trailblazer. John Elway. Not John Elway. Okay, I'll live with that die. I'll 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 eat the hand. Another another guy that I was surprised that wasn't on here because well, he played in three. I want to say right two Super Bowls. Two, I think. Oh no, yeah. no, he played in three because he, he won, won two. two. Lost one. Yeah, lost one. 
Uh, he actually played in five and oh, only wow. threw for three passing touchdowns in those five Super Bowls. Overrated. So, the last guys on here. He still got nine out of ten. Not a bad week at all. It's not um, Gannon, is it? No. That's okay. that. Honestly, I could definitely see if there's a name that you would get twisted up with this guy. I could see Rich Gannon being the guy. Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett. Damn it. Oh, more number right sixteen too. Damn. Yeah, God damn. Right there. Right oh, there. Okay. Uh, so he was number 12, one of our bottom guys. The only guy to make this list while only playing in one Super Bowl, the Trailblazer, Doug Williams of the Washington Redskins. Oh, yeah. First African-American quarterback yeah. in this game. He, didn't even, and, he wasn't even like a long-term starter there, too. He's a pretty wild story. Yeah. And then your guy that you missed all the way up at number five, played in three Super Bowls, threw for six touchdowns, Kurt Warner. See, I was thinking him. Like when you said the modern guy, he came to mind because he played in – one with the Rams, one with the Cardinals. So I, I thought I think it was two with the Rams, one with the Cardinals, right? Oh, two with the Rams, yeah, because he lost to Brady in one of the Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he played in the 2000 or 99 Super Bowl. I don't think he played in the 2000 because the who the Ravens beat in that Super Bowl? No, that was uh, the Giants. Kerry Collins. Yeah, Kerry Collins. That Super. Yeah, he destroyed them in that Super Bowl. Yeah, helped him seven points. You kept saying a defensive player won Super Bowl MVP. I'm guessing did Russell lose it to somebody? Russ, Russell Wilson, yeah. Malcolm Smith, remember one? That was the 43-8 game over the uh, the Broncos that year. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. When they beat Manning the first time through Malcolm Smith, I think he had two picks, and one of them was a pick six, mm-hmm. and like seven or eight tackles too. Damn, pretty solid game. Yeah, that's that's true for the week. He got nine right. You know, not a bad week at all. No, I'd say so. So that puts me that puts me up to we didn't really recap it, but I'm at five forty. You're at five ten. Um, got some ground to make up. Yeah. So we'll we'll have two more at least where we run trivia before uh, after post Super Bowl. We'll take a break and then come back for draft season. Shoot a couple oh, then. So. Oh yeah, brother. All right, you ready to jump into some uh, game recaps here? I am. Uh, first game we're going to kind of talk about is chiefs Ravens. Um, you want to start with this one? <laughs> yeah, I do because it was the first game. Um, I mean, and let's talk about the Ravens first. Uh, this is a game to me where, and, and this is going to sound, I want you to hear me out because this is how I truly feel. All right. This is a game where you expected Lamar Jackson to have this game earlier in his career, but because of injuries, because of like, uh, the team being letting him down. Like he hadn't had this chance yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he hadn't really had the experience to be there. This feels like, like CJ Stroud last week. This feels like the same for Lamar where the, maybe the moment felt big. I want to say. Um, and the other thing I want to say too, is Zay flowers put that receiving core on his back. Like yeah. he was the only guy like OBJ caught like what? Two or three balls that game. Yeah. And there were, I believe it was three and two of them were back-to-back passes on like the last drive of the game game. So uh, any- Aguilar had one big catch. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know if a receiver caught a pass. It felt like to me, this is the kind of game where Lamar overthrew a lot of balls, like a lot of balls. And that's, that's, that's the only reason I say the game felt big is because it wasn't like, okay, Hey, nerves got me. I overthrow one. It just kept happening and there was no correction. Yeah. And, and, oh, the main point I was trying to make about Zay flowers, anyone who's criticizing him, like for a rookie trying to make a play, being the only guy doing anything, like it's insane to me that you would, like have criticism for him. It's like, and 
yeah, it's go ahead. People are going to zone in on that fumble and the taunting, right? Uh, Chiefs fans doubled up on him so quickly on that drive, right? What the hell is Zay Flowers doing this, that, or the other? Zay Flowers had 115 yards, and had yeah. LeJarrius Sneed not punched the ball out, he has the exact same stat line on four less catches than Travis Kelsey. I don't want to hear the slander, firstly. Um, secondly, I relearned why I never talk shit during or before a football game because a lot of Chiefs fans were talking about LeJarrius all week. I was like, I mean, he's been solid. He has, I don't think he's let up a touchdown. He's had a really good year. But, like, you know, people were calling him the best corner in the league. Like, a couple no. of people at work were saying that. And I was like, all right, let's relax a little bit. Um, LeJarrius was the one that got toasted on, like, the 50-yard route that was the taunting call from Zay. And so I put in one of our group chats, and I was like, best corner in the league, my ass, three plays later. Forced fumble at the goal line. And yeah. I wanted to die. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean – and and the penalties were were not a good look, right? Like the penalties no. are something you can overlook. Uh, like Kyle Van Noy, like first off, come on, I, I forgot Kyle Van Noy existed. But Kyle Van Noy's won a Super Bowl, right? Like he knows what it's it takes. Plus your vet, yeah. Like it's nuts to me that he's out there doing something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I could sit here and talk about in this game. Um, I, I want to mention the refs first because. Really? As much, like, I, I just want to get it out of the way because there were some calls that were missed. Obviously, it's football. It happens, right? Travis Kelsey's touchdown on the right corner of the end zone. There was a hold and a legal hands to face in the same play from both of their tackles in that game. The refs did us no favors down the stretch, missing uh, pass interference calls here and there. That's not why we lost the game. I had a couple buddies try to be like, oh, well, the refs cost you that game. No, we did not play well enough to win that game. Bottom and- line, period, and a point. And I'll say too, as an objective viewer, I wouldn't like. I watched the whole game, right, start to finish, live. I didn't see any egregious misses. Like it wasn't like I wouldn't have said the refs were leaning favoring one team or the other the whole game. No, and and there's going to be missed calls, right? And of course, the yeah. screenshots from the game afterwards are always going to be like, look at this, look at that, look at this. I'm like, the losing okay. team can always pull 35 screenshots and be like, this is why we lost. It's like, I, yeah, it's easy to do. I think on, I think there was three possible pass interference plays against Kansas City that should have been called down the stretch. None of them were called. But again, Baltimore did not play well enough to win that game. As much as the refs didn't do us any favors in the last six minutes, we didn't do ourselves any favors through the first, you know, what, 44, whatever. Yeah. Right? Like we, we did not play well enough to win that game at all. So that's why I wanted to talk about the refs because it did bug me. But again, not the reason we lost. We lost because we didn't play well. Um, yeah. Kyle Van Noy, that one sucked. Uh, made me hate Travis Kelsey a bit because I had never liked the guys that like start stuff and then clap after the penalty comes in. I get it's part of the game. I'm just yeah. I hate that. I hate it. It sucks. That never bothered me any. I was no. like whatever. It's part of the uh, game. Like you got to be the bigger. It's always it's like what what's the rule when you're a kid? It's never the person who who throws the first punch, but the kid who reacts to the first yeah. punch. That's the kid who always gets in trouble. Like it's the same thing with football like and out of anybody to commit that penalty on my defense for it to be the guy that's been there done that, done it for I'm 10 years. Shocked. Yeah. What are we doing? Kyle? Blown away. Um yeah, I mean, we just didn't play well. Um, I don't know what three-year-old was calling plays for us offensively. Whoever was in charge of our play calling, to me, should have been canned. 
here's here's your maddening stat of the day, and this this frustrated me so much when I read it after the game. Baltimore was eleven and one this season when the running backs touched the football at least twenty times. They were three and four when they had less than twenty touches from the running backs. Do you know how many times our running backs touched the ball on Sunday? No. Six. Yeah, I mean six touches. To be to be fair to that too, like, I mean, one Todd Munkin is a not a younger OC. Like, I guess he's been around, but like, I mean, this is new for him being yeah, in this, this level first of game. Time. First time he's been in an AFC title game, yeah. And the Chiefs ran up like I mean it was seventeen to seven at the end of the first, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean you're playing from behind, and it's always whenever you're down, you know, two scores like that, it is a little scarier to to try to make it up with just trust in the run game. Yeah, and the, well, the thing is, it's like the run looked good early. There was a clip from the point where it was seventeen seven. Gus Edwards ripped a twelve yard carry. And I think that was one of his three touches all game. And you're like, yeah. people are like, oh, if Keaton Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell was healthy, this would be a different game. Keaton Mitchell would have had one carry for 34 yards. That would have been it because we wouldn't have we wouldn't have went back to it. But the defense played horrible in the first half. Could not get a stop. Uh, lost the time of possession battle 21 minutes to nine in the first half. That's yeah, not winning football. You've got to get off the field. And then in the second half, the defense makes the adjustment, right? Shuts out Patrick Mahomes and company in the second half. And we wanted Lamar to throw the ball all day. You know, they made Lamar a passer. And, you know, there's a couple times where he was gun shy on running when he shouldn't have. Like the strip sack. And, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. The strip sack from a mini hue. There's a screenshot about three seconds where he gets hit. There are two wide open lanes with nothing but 10 to 20 yards of grass in front of him. And he mm-hmm. stays in the pocket, gets hit. And it's because he had a receiver open downfield or was about to. Because he's coming off the field there. He's like, that's six. That's six. Should have let the ball go faster. But it, it was tough to that interception that the end was just just bad. Like triple coverage. Like there was no shot. And that was the first ball he underthrows all night is the one into triple coverage. I was like, dude, if you were to if there was a time to overthrow it and maybe throw it five yards deep, it would have been that play. It was yeah. not the time to start raining it in. It was yeah, again, I don't hold it against him too much because it felt like, hey, this is the first time in this. Like, sometimes it takes guys like a game or two to kind of figure it out. And this was his first chance to kind of get there. Um, yeah. And I felt like our defense did him no favors in the first half. I feel like our play calling didn't do him any favors yeah, throughout. The biggest thing with the defense that drove me insane, it's like, if you're looking at the Chiefs offense and you go, okay, if I have to pick somebody to not beat us, it's going to be Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And like the fact he wasn't doubled the whole game, like I just was like blown away. I was like, why? We cleaned it up, we cleaned it up in the second half. And I'll talk yeah, about Mike McDonald when we get down to his name. It, we're it, talk about it looked that. better in the second half, but I was still like, man, that is. Yeah. I was like, what was the thought? And partial credit to the Chiefs. They knew that Kyle Hamilton was going to be the guy in single coverage there. And the touchdown that Kelsey had, Kyle Hamilton couldn't play it at any single better. There was, I was about not to say, better coverage that you could have played in that spot. And the sad thing is, is anyone who hasn't been exposed to Kyle Hamilton looks at that game and goes, man, is he really like he is a top five safety in this league and the dude's in his second year. Like he is special, like really good. Like he has let up one touchdown all year to tight ends. And it was that game. Like that maybe was the worst representation of who he is as a pass defender. Like I love Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton's going to get the bag. He's not Ed Reed at all. Like he is maybe the best like 
man-to-man safety that we've seen and maybe in the last 20 years like it's crazy i know that's crazy to say but like it's really hard it's really hard to find guys to cover tight ends and he's really good at it like really good at it so happened to be matched up against the best in the game on sunday yeah and and refused to provide any help at all and i know the let's talk about the chiefs now i know the patriot comparisons are going to get old but this this is exactly what the patriots did right Travis Kelsey looked mediocre all year. Towards the end, Gronk, like, like Gronk, think Buccaneers Bronk, right? Gronk, he looked mediocre all season. And then the playoffs, you're like, where has this guy been? And yep. that's exactly what Travis Kelsey, I know Travis Kelsey still had 900 yards, but like everyone was like, ah, something feels off. Is he not as focused? Is it this? Is it that? Right? Is he going to hang it up? Is he going to hang it up? Is it, is it time? Yeah, yada, yada, yada. And then it's like, he's like, actually, I've just been waiting for now. Like, yep. I understand. Like I'm 32, I can't do it for 20 season, 20 weeks like I could when I was younger. So I'm saving a lot of it for right now. And he looked damn good. Like he, he looked, did. he knew the times where he said, "Okay, this is a play I got to get open," and he he got open. Like yep. that weird floater pass on the third down. You know what I'm talking about? I was oh just yeah, like, dude, that was Mahomes, fucking insane. He just like I don't I don't even know how Mahomes threw that. It was like. It was almost like he threw like a really heavy baseball and just went up and then it just dropped down on him. I was like, I don't know how, how he do threw that? it and I don't know how Travis caught it. Like that was, that was one of those plays where I'm like, this is exactly why they've been here six years in a row. Yeah. Like, it is so difficult to beat that team. That defense played as well as you could have hoped to yeah. hope for them to play. Um, like Kelsey made plays happen uh, when they needed to MVS like has been so disappointing for them all year game on the line, not game on the line, but you know, to seal the game away yeah, yeah. makes a great, an insane catch, just the catch that you need to have. So, yep. um, I, I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, does this put Kelsey or Mahomes in that top tier quarterback class? And my answer is yes. Like genuinely, like to say he's not in the Mahomes Manning Brady category, like I'm not saying he's one, I'm not saying he's two, but he's definitely in that conversation now without question. Win, lose, or draw come the Super Bowl, he could retire at the podium and be a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Without Easily. first ballot Hall of Famer. First too. ballot. Yeah. Not a question. No, no. And that's doubt. insanity after six years to say that. And like I remember two years ago, like you know, you're we're placing bets, we're doing this, we're doing that. And I was like, he has earned this Brady-esque trust of where you just don't bet against him. You just no. it's not good for your wallet to ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. And he proved it again this weekend. We've seen two guys beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. Like that's yep. kind of it. You know it what I mean? Yeah. So it's uh it's pretty wild to say that uh that that's what it's come down to, but I, I'm happy for the chiefs. It's, it's well-deserved, right? Like I, again, it's one of those games you look back at it. And if you told Ravens fans, Hey, you're gonna hold the chiefs to 17. You're like, sweet. Do we win it by On the we, Super Bowl. Yeah. Did we, how much did we win by? It's like, you didn't, you lost, you only put up 10 points Yeah, and it comes down to one side of the ball. And I know they played Mark Andrews. Who's your other tight end? I can't remember Isaiah the guy's name. Isaiah likely they shouldn't have played Andrews. Andrews had like no. what one catch or two catches the whole if game. That, I think one catch on two targets. He I was, played. I was sitting there and I was like, man, Isaiah likely looked good when he got chances. And I was like, man, I'd, I'd be playing him. I'd take Andrews out. I'm always, I'm never a fan of 
succeeding in 10 weeks of football and then trying to change it in the postseason. Even if yeah. you're adding one of the best players on your team back, it just throw it throws off everything you've done in 10 weeks. Now I had I don't if it was Des Bryant or somebody after the game. It wasn't Antonio Brown because I would have just ignored it. There was a retired receiver that was like Mark Andrews the reason they lost that game just came in through all the chemistry off. All right, let's fucking relax. I don't know about that, here. but it definitely felt off for sure. Yeah, it didn't I don't think it helped at all. Like I think it just you know, generated a lot of noise. People were looking for it. Vegas was probably happy because they got some extra money because people thought he was going to come in and, you know, get some games in. Bean's getting a little aggressive there. Yeah, she just nipped at me because she wasn't happy that I wasn't petting her for a second. So she um, did that. The last Crap. couple things for the Chiefs real quick. Um, I love Travis Kelsey. Always have. I love New Heights. Great podcast. I have I – have, the Taylor Swift stuff never bothered me. I don't understand why some grown men get so upset about seeing Taylor Swift for three minutes of a two-hour football broadcast. No, three hour not football even. Broadcast. Like 30 seconds. It's, you know, it, it, it it's never made sense to me. Like, your life must be pretty fucking sad if, like, that's a thing that really annoys you that fucking much. But, like, this whole just, you know, the the little bit of chirping in the game, he fucking torched us. And then this whole Justin Tucker smear campaign afterwards that he's going on new heights. He's talking about, he's talking about it on Pat McAfee today. Yeah. I Justin Tucker has done that same thing for 12 years. No one has ever had a complaint except for Patty and Travis. And also guess where Harrison Butker was warming up while that incident was happening on the other side of the, field. on the other fucking goal line, right next to Lamar Jackson. So Travis Kelsey is, I, I don't know what it is. Cause like Travis Kelsey doesn't have a fr- He has no need to like, Go after Justin Tucker. And even after the game, people are talking to Justin about it. And like, uh, it is what it is. Like, there's no reason to talk about it. Like, I don't know why yeah. we're making a big deal of it. And then Travis goes on two other shows and is like, oh, if you want to be a dick, I can one-up you every time. And, okay, Mr. Fragile Ego, let's calm the fuck down here. It's not that big of a deal. I don't know why we're talking about it four days removed. See, like, I think McAfee was just searching for something. and. Yeah. Like, and it had to be talked about on New Heights, right? Like, if you yeah. have your own podcast and you're yeah. involved in something like that, you have to kind of talk about it. Do I, I don't, do I think it really mattered? I think it was everybody was trying to push each other's ego more than it was anything. Yeah. Well, and the fact that Tucker comes out after the game is like, that's not that big of a deal. Like, I mean, I don't know why we're talking about, like, you know, whatever. And then three days removed, he's like, oh, fucking, nobody fucking gets in the way of my quarterback. I don't know. Like, I just, Tucker gave us the out to squash it. We didn't have to talk about it. Here we are three days removed, and it's literally probably like the third biggest storyline from the game is that BS that happened pregame. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And maybe he thinks the Chiefs need some some juice. Some and juice. That's, that's Fair what enough. he's doing with it. Like, I don't Fair know. Enough. It clearly wasn't a big enough distraction for them to cost the game. So. Yeah. The, the last thing. I've through all of the win, through all the success, beating my team multiple times, six straight AFC title games, four Super Bowls in five years. I've never Taylor Swift, all of it. Never been a Chiefs hater. Have been that guy. I enjoy good football, and they play good football. They have the best quarterback, one of the best tight ends of all time. They play good football. I enjoy football. I've I've resisted all of the Chiefs hater and everything that everyone has ever put on them. The way that Chiefs fans acted after that game and and more specifically came at me. Like I had a couple people at work and I had a couple friends that came at me. They were like texted me individually, sending me memes, this, that, and the other. 
I mean, you know me. I'm I'm Mr. Respectful all week. It's going to be a dogfight. You have the best quarterback in the game. I feel like my guys played the best football in the last 10 weeks. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a dogfight. I'm ready to get it over with. I've been nervous and anxious all fucking week ready for Sunday. Like, let's just, you know. And then people are coming at me after the game. Like, don't fucking doubt LeJarrius Sneed. I'm getting set yawning emojis. I'm like, yep. All right. Well, come Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to go to Bryce's uh, – Bryce's fucking closet, break out a Niners jersey. Like, I have no choice but to root against this team now. And it's as another, I mean, Travis Kelsey a little bit with this whole Justin Tucker BS that we're mm-hmm. seeing, but like, you're allowed to celebrate, right? Your team's going to the Super Bowl four times in 50 years. Fucking post it on Twitter. Be happy about it. You deserve to celebrate. I'm happy for my Chiefs, my friends that are Chiefs fans. The people that are coming at me after this win, like, I've been talking shit all week or anything of the sort. Like just really soured my taste for for the team and for the game in general, and like, that's honestly like Sunday night. That was the thing that I was most upset about. I'm like, football happens. You're gonna lose games, right? Unless you're Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or a fan of the two, you're gonna deal with playoff losses. It happens. I mean, like, I mean Tom Brady lost a lot of playoff games. You know what yeah. I mean? He went ten years without a Super Bowl, so yeah, it, it happens. It's part of the game. So, so it's part of it, right? And I, I'm at the end of the day, I'm never like, did it bum me the fuck out? Yeah, obviously it bummed me the fuck out. But like at the end of the day, it's a game of football. I'm not gonna let it fucking sink me into this horrible depression. But like my friends, like coming at me after the game for no fucking reason, that hurt my feelings. I won't lie to you. And I will be swag surfing on their grave if San Francisco gets the job done in a week and a half. I uh, I think that's more of a representation of your friends than it is the Chief fan. Oh, I agree. Trust me. Uh, I've got I've got the names. I got receipts. Now I'm waiting. I swear to God, if the Niners pull it off, I'm all those four people I'm going straight back at. So go going right at them. Mm-hmm. So let's uh let's jump into the next game here. Uh 49ers versus the Lions. Uh, we'll talk about it from the Lions side. It was sad. I was rooting for Detroit. Like everybody was. Who wasn't um, except for San Fran? It just felt like such a good storyline. Um, and it was honestly, in my opinion, a flawless first half by them. It was yep. so good. And if uh, if you don't believe in momentum, like this is, should have been the game that changes your mind. That momentum, like, is real. I, I would uh, go on a limb and say both of them. Because Baltimore had it rolling out of the second half until Jerry Sneed punched the ball out for that touchback. Baltimore yeah. had it uh, for a, obviously like it wasn't as big of a, a swing. Swing, yeah. But like it felt like like during that drive, the long play by Zay Flowers. I'm like, oh, Baltimore's getting back into this. Boy, he punched that ball out, and you could have heard a pin drop in M&T Bank Stadium. It was – I don't know if that game represented it because Baltimore really didn't have the momentum, I would argue, at that point in the game. They still. were they were building it. I think it was it was yeah. swinging to their side, and then just LeJarrius Sneed was like, fuck you guys. Yeah, it's harder <laughs> to say. Like it was, it. it was building, but it wasn't there. Yeah, like yeah. I think – this game, it was like, oh, Detroit's won. Like, everyone thought this game might be over at halftime, right? Like, it felt that way that yeah. Detroit almost had it wrapped. And then you go for it on fourth down. You don't get it. The very next play that your offense has the ball, Jameer Gibbs fumbles, right? Like, it, it just felt like you're like, oh, damn. Like, this isn't over. Like, this is very much San Francisco's game at this point. Um mm-hmm. And I, I, there's been a lot said about Dan Campbell and going for it on fourth down. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it, right? Because he was smart at the end of the second half to go for it. Um, 
I thought that was the or at the yeah. end of the second half to kick the field goal. I thought that was really smart. Yeah. I thought that was the right decision in that moment. Take the points. Let's get out of here. Um, I wish he had done that a couple more times in the red zone. I get, I get that, you know, you've gone for it. That's what got you here. People always say, you know, you should do what got you there. But that was one of those moments where I'm like, man, you're up so much. Like, I think it has to be somewhat situational where it's like, man, we're up by 14 points. Let's, let's make it a three score game. Let's just, let's just play it, play it smart. Yeah. Um, and at least do it once at the 40. Like, I hate that situation. Like that's almost, I'd rather them punted or at least taking a shot. Uh, yeah. The, the drops that spread through that team were, was very sad to see. Like it was just, it was disappointing. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. I don't have much else to say. I mean, Detroit overperformed, right? This is a young, talented team uh, that's still probably like a piece or two away from being complete. Uh, I still like them inside that division, you know, going forward. I know it'll be hard to get back to the NFC Championship, but who knows with the NFC? The NFC's wild, right? Yeah, Jordan I mean, Love, Ben Johnson still. So yeah, Ben Johnson stays, uh, which I think is a big win for them. A really, Huge. really big win. Um, that I, I was shocked that he's staying. I, I don't understand. Uh, he must not like something about the Washington job because I thought, man, you get your second choice of the quarterback you want. You can kind of build the culture the way you want. And it's not good enough for him. He wants to stay in Detroit. And I, I respect that for him. But uh, yeah. yeah, maybe waiting on a better offer. Maybe if people get gun shy about Campbell, he could just take that job. It, it could be a number of things. But we'll talk about them later on. As far, I think this game was. Like, I think this game was more heartbreaking for Lions fans than it was Baltimore's game was for Ravens fans, truthfully. I agree, yeah. To get a to get a three, four score lead and then just you know, let it watch it slip away. And I I will give credit where credit is due. And I said the Lions fan I'm talking about is Zach, our old buddy at work. Um, because I asked him what he thought of it, especially that last fourth down call, down three, six, seven minutes left in the game, infield. To run it there is just insanity. Um He's like, that's what got us there all year. And I'm like, well, at some point you got to fucking just, I mean, you got seven minutes, tie the football game. Your defense has played well. Go get a stop and go down, maybe kick another one, win the game, go score a touchdown. Then I definitely do not agree with the last one, man. When you have a chance to tie the ball game in the fourth quarter in within side eight minutes, you do it. You cannot. And now again, if they're at the 45, the 40, Long field goal, maybe we go for it, right? Maybe we punt. You are at the 30-yard line. That is a chip shot for just about every kicker in this league. You tie the ball game, trust your defense, go get a stop. Because I get it. That's what's gotten you here all this way. To me, it somewhat symbolizes a little bit of non-confidence in your defense. You're like, oh, we got to go score again because we got to go up four here. We can't tie the football game up. Like, I don't know. I was definitely not a fan of that call at all. And again, I can understand. Well, that's exact and and respect to Zach because he's like, well, that's what he stood by the decision. He's like, that's what got us here. That's we've been yeah, doing all year. I, I'm like, I can't. I, can't I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. That's what's gotten you here. But this is you're six minutes away from a Super Bowl, man. It's okay to just tie the football game up and trust your defense for once. Like you go and- from you go from tying the ball game, getting a stop, and hopefully getting the ball back and scoring to then praying you get a stop and then try to get the ball back and then go down and and, and score, but you have to score a touchdown to win it again. I, I don't know. I definitely do not agree with the last and, one. And then even all of that compounded to the last two minutes 
or like last last four minutes of the game when they're at the goal line and it's yep. they run the ball and you're like the one thing you can't do is run it and lose that last time out because you lose yep. that last time out now you're down to the onside kick and the game's over like you're not getting that onside kick yep what they say it was like four percent on onside kicks this season something yeah ridiculously i think ridiculously low yeah yeah it's been it, it is not a high percentage play at all yeah so to me to sit there it's like like why? Like I just don't understand. Like why? Like change the pace, run it up. But it's like the risk is not worth the reward. Like or there. you call two plays, right? Run the ball, get back to the line, go again. Like you have to have a second play and go. You well, it didn't matter. They couldn't. The they couldn't. They, they 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 there was not like they were so tight on time. You couldn't. Oh. Even if they had killed that twenty thirty seconds of clock, it was just over. Yeah. So you have to take the time out there. But yeah, yeah, I feel bad Uh, for San Francisco. I will say I'm still not on the Purdy train, right? Like, I don't know if this game was like, well, Brock showed you like it was like, did Brock show us? Like all the Niners have been saying that and he hasn't played horrible. No, he played okay. I will argue then say that he's had two of his worst games of his career the last two weeks. Last week was a bad game for Brock Purdy. They should have lost. They should have lost both. This is the second week in a row they should have lost. Like they should have lost to Green Bay. They got lucky. And credit will credit is due. Brock Purdy showed up when it mattered. Yeah, down the stretch, last drive of the game, he showed up. I will give credit to credit. I don't want to make it seem like we're just shitting on Purdy and he sucks. He did not play a good game. For the first three quarters of the last two weeks, but he showed up in the fourth. And when you have a great team around you, sometimes that's all you need. Hopefully, the thing is, you can't do that against Patrick Williams. Can't play one quarter, one good quarter of football against the Chiefs and expect to win that game. Trust me, I can speak from experience. Can't play one good quarter and expect to beat Patrick Williams and the Chiefs, especially with that defense that they got on the other side. The thing I'll say about Brock Purdy, the most accurate way I've heard him described, he's the opposite of Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Where Kirk Cousins is mediocre and melts in big moments, Brock Purdy is mediocre and then steps up in big moments. Like there. that's all. Yeah. Like Brock Purdy is not a top five quarterback. There's just no nope. question that he is. Nope. Can he be in that like six to twelve range? Probably. That's probably where not he'll live. Yeah. yeah. Like he'll be six on on the highs, and then he'll probably be. You know, he'll probably fall outside that 12 range once they lose Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey. But yeah, I, I don't see a world where he's top five. He's there's there's too many talented guys for you to break into that category just off the numbers and this, that, or the other. Like there's a eye test to be a top five quarterback and in the NFL, and he does not pass it. You could still win a Super Bowl with him, right? Like oh, 100%. Like he is to me, him and Jared Goff, like Jared Goff outplayed him. Like he has been outplayed by both quarterbacks. Like if Detroit doesn't have drops and I mean, Jordan love is a second year or basically a rookie his first season starting. Like he doesn't throw an interception late in that game. Like they had a real chance to win it. You you do that against Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes wins that game. And the same thing in Detroit's case, right? Like he has been very lucky in the situation. Now I think this super bowl could be a big swing for me, right? If he comes out and, and balls out, like, we're a whole nother conversation against that defense too. hundred percent. Who would have thought week one of this year, right? If I was like Super Bowl chiefs, 49ers, everyone's like fucking that's the easiest. I, I, we can make that prediction in my sleep. And then I was like, Kansas city's going to have a better defense. You'd be like, lock this man up. But yeah, 
arguably very true. Like Kansas City may have the better defense going into this matchup. I, it's crazy. I wouldn't say they're more talented, but I think they've played better football than San Fran has in the last two weeks. This championship weekend featured three of the league's top five defenses. Yep. I think Detroit's defense is the only one that's outside the top five, right? Like Baltimore, San Francisco, Kansas City, three of them have the best defenses. So it's like anyone who thinks the league has become so offensive driven, it's like, has it though? Like uh, To a certain degree it has, right? I mean, Miami had a great regular season. We're not playing for regular season wins. Look right. at what Miami did when they went to when they went to Kansas City in week one of the playoffs. It, Not it, shit. It's defense when you get to the playoffs for sure. Yep. And the craziest sure. part is is you know none of those teams have a defensive head coach. Like that's the other crazy part. Andy Reid's offense. Uh, Harbaugh is special uh, teams middleman. Kind of does all, he's coached all three, so it's weird. Um, and then. Kyle Shanahan is definitely offense driven. Yeah. And Steve Wilkes looked like he was didn't deserve to be their DC for the first half of that game. And then Ooh. got it back on track. So just another interesting tidbit in my opinion there. Um, okay. All right, let's uh, let's, let's talk about your, your DC, the Seahawks announced today. Is that right? Today yeah, or today, yesterday today. that they're hiring Mike McDonald as their head coach. Uh, he has now broken the record for the youngest active NFL head coach. He, uh, Sean McVay was it last year, and then Gerard Mayo got hired, and then Mike McDaniel is uh, Mike McDonald. Sorry, is now y- the youngest. So, congrats to him for that. A uh, little bit of a bummer for you guys. I'll, I'll be curious to see how you fill that hole. Um, I'm not wild about the fit in Seattle. If I'm being honest with you, uh, their biggest problem is Geno Smith and that offense. And to bring in a younger guy, that's a defensive minded guy. I didn't felt like made a ton of sense to me. That's not what I would have done. Uh, if you wanted to change the pace from Pete Carroll, I get that he's definitely younger than Pete Carroll, but it also doesn't feel like a direction that, you know, fixes your team. So one of those things, and now the fit, the fit's another conversation, truthfully. And you can tell me if I'm being biased. There's a solid chance that might be. I think Jim Harbaugh paired with Justin Herbert makes that hire very, very good. And, like, if you want to put Harbaugh over him, cool. I think yeah, yeah. that this is – I think this is the best head coach that was hired this offseason outside of Harbaugh. Like, and I am – heartbroken, depressed to say the least that he's not going to be in Baltimore next year. Um, The thing that really terrifies me and Seattle fans should be excited for is that Baltimore has a big three free agents that are unrestricted free agents this year. Patrick Queen, Justin Matabike has not signed yet. Geno Stone is also a free agent. I would not be shocked to see one, if not two of those guys. I'd let McDonald. I'd let two of them leave. I hope we re-sign Matabike. I don't. Oh, I hate guys like that. Hate them. I hate it too. But if I can sustain, I can sustain losing Pat Queen. I have Roquan Smith, and if yeah. I had to pick a guy that I think would follow Mike McDonald the most, I think it is Queen. Queen. I think he's played the best under Mike McDonald. He has spoken so very, so highly of him in the media. Very rarely does signing a guy who performs really well in the last year of his contract. Very rarely does that ever work out. I know. That's Detroit Lions how Trey Flowers played for them, Fucking right? Like, all three of them did it, though. That's yeah. the issue. All three of them did that this year. Now, Pat Queen has obviously played good football up to this point, but like, yeah, all Pat- three of them this season 
hands down stands out as the best season that they've had in the league. And and there's some exceptions to that rule, right? Like Trey Hendricks was a guy who didn't do where was he? Was he in is he in Cincy now? Yeah, he's in Cincy. He was in New Orleans. New Orleans, right? He didn't do much in New Orleans, played really well in his contract year, and has continued to be a pretty decent edge rusher. He's been for a them. really solid edge rusher. Yeah. He's top ten in sacks this year. So like but there's also a, a many more stories of guys who perform really well one year and then yeah. yeah. I I don't like signing guys like that, but if you want to sign them, spend your money. I don't care. I mean, I don't want to, but also like Baltimore has a very large habit of having guys be pro bowlers and letting them walk, i.e. the guy in red sleeves that currently plays in New England. Mm-hmm. Franchise tagged him, let him walk, and I would have paid him the money that he got from New England in a fucking heartbeat. He probably deserved that money, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, the issue is he was asking for an extra $20 million when he was in contract negotiations with us the year before. That's why he got traded. Mm-hmm. And I saw him sign the extension with you guys, and I was like, shoot me in the head. I would give him that money in a fucking heartbeat. I you mean he him. walked? He didn't get traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. So, like, going in contract negotiations, he wanted Von Miller money. We're like, all right, franchise tag. We'll talk about this later. Come back to it. Still wants Von Miller money. Hits free agency. And he's like, actually, I'll take a reasonable deal. And I'm like, shoot me in the fucking head. I wish he was still in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, No, I think McDonald's a great hire. He's a great, great young defensive mind. I hear what you're saying about the fit. But I truly do think that he's going to make an outstanding head coach. He coached the first defensive triple crown in NFL history in points allowed, sacks, and takeaways this year for that Baltimore defense. Now, obviously, much more talented than Seattle's defense is. But I know that he's going to be able to – I mean, don't try to fucking throw against Seattle next year. I'm, I'm curious to see if they hold on to Jamal Adams. Do not be surprised if he still plays in Seattle next year, if he has another career year next year with McDonald uh, – at the helm. If you try to throw on Devon Witherspoon and Tariq Will next year, good fucking luck, buddy. I think yeah. Mike, Mike McDonald's going to have those guys playing some really fucking lockdown football. I'm heartbroken. Um, and year in, year out, the, the fire John Harbaugh movement has grown in Baltimore. This is probably the peak of it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh poached one of the guys from our front office to go be the GM or assistant GM over in LA and so a lot of people are like, oh, move Harbaugh up into his spot, right? You can go into the front office, promote Mike McDonald to be your head coach. We'll be good. It was never going to happen, especially with Jim Harbaugh being on the schedule for this year. I knew John wasn't going to walk away from being the head coach, and we weren't. He's, he's not going to – like even if they offered him, he'll say, fire me, and I'll go head coach somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. Somebody would, he'd get another job. Most likely. Um but for a team that is known for its smash mouth defensive football to let the youngest, one of the youngest and most successful coordinators in league history to just walk out the door like that, it kills me. It fucking, it breaks my fucking heart. That's what we're known for. What's Baltimore known for? Smash mouth defensive football. We have the youngest and one of the best defensive coordinators in football, and we let him walk for free for a guy who has not succeeded in the playoffs since 2012. We, yeah. We've... We've got two playoff wins since Lamar's taken over as a starter, and he missed four of the five postseasons in between the Super Bowl and Lamar taking over as a starter. So there's avid reason why people want him out in Baltimore. Again, I didn't even think about it until last offseason, and I definitely would say that I was on the train this year, but it was more so because I did not want this to happen. I did not want Mike McDonald to walk out the door. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
It breaks my fucking heart. I think Seattle got a, a great head coach. They signed him to a six-year deal, which I was kind of surprised that it was that long of a deal. But he'll still he'll be forty-two if he plays that contract out. So, yeah, plenty of money I'm, to be made. You say that like Matt Rule got that kind of contract. He got a seven-year deal, I think, in Carolina, and he got fired three years in. So, well, yeah, he probably be the head coach if David Tepper wasn't in charge. But yeah, he he kind of was starting to turn the ship a little bit. But little I think bit. Matt Rule is just a college coach. He's just built to be it. Um, we talked about it a little bit, but Detroit keeps Ben Johnson, and huge. I think that is the second biggest win of the offseason for a team keeping their coordinators. Um. I'll, we'll talk about what I think the next one is, but I agree with you too. Agree. Yeah, I, it's it's second, which is crazy to say because he was the hottest candidate. But the thing by is, far. in in my mind, it's a year. It's another year. You're kicking the can down the road. This isn't like a, oh, he's staying forever now. For it's, both of them, it is. Yeah, true. Kicking the can. But uh, I, I'm kind of surprised he's coming back a little bit. I didn't. I thought for sure the commander's job was the surefire fit for him. Uh, New ownership, you know, you pick your quarterback, you really get to build something there and just just didn't yeah. something didn't work. I don't know. Pick your quarterback and if you pick Sam Howell, you might get Marvin Harrison too, too. Like you <laughs> yeah. had like I, I know like it's an option. He it is good this year. So yeah. yeah, I mean I was kind of surprised, but again, I I kind of like the move, truthfully. Like, I don't think there's any need to just rush off. You know you're gonna be a top candidate, right? Like yeah. this is you, we all know he's going to be the top guy next year, except for Bill Belichick, right? Which is who would have thought that he wouldn't be a head coach somewhere? Or Vrabel? I mean, Vrabel's still out there That's, too. It's fucking insane. So I guess I mean the only thing is Ben Johnson reclassifies to next year, but he does still have some staunch competition for the top jobs with those two guys being yeah. available, unless. One of those two guys ends up taking the commander's job. That's still Which, yet to be seen. Yeah, it's possible. It's on the table. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything about them interviewing the enemy for the spot at all. Have you? The enemy interviewed for Has he interviewed commanders. For yeah, yeah. I still I'm don't pre- think I'm pretty sure he did. Truthfully, but I don't know. Yeah, as much as this was the most talented head coaching class of all time, we're sitting here left with four of the top nine candidates are still available here. You know, like uh, with Johnson, our guy we're going to talk about next, and Bobby Slowick, Bill Belichick, and Mike Vrabel are all available still. So it's going to be a very talented head coaching class next year as well. Yeah, maybe he didn't. Oh, of course, now the first article, Commander's not considering adding Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel to head coach search. So. Oh, well, there you go. They're going to be available next year, folks. Uh, but so are these top two OCs and Ben Johnson and our next guy. Yeah, I think I think the enemy is on their radar. I don't think you should that. be. Because again, yeah. I, I get right Drake May. Maybe if for some reason somebody else takes takes somebody else at one, and and maybe Caleb Williams is available. But also, Williams goes one, and you really the enemy like Sam Howell. He got good production out of Sam Howell up until probably like week fourteen of this last year. You really believe in Sam Howe that much? I'm telling you, the possibility to take Marvin Harrison there and stack him next to Terry McLaurin or trade down and get a tackle, the possibilities are endless. Like, I get yeah. it, right? The quarterbacks are available, but whenever there's quarterbacks available at the top of the board, there's also a lot of teams that are going to try to come up, right? If Denver is really that serious about moving up and getting one of these top QBs, and I could trade back to six, seven, eight, nine, take a tackle and get an extra first and an extra second. 
hell fucking yeah. You know, as long as I like Sam Howell that much. And if Brock Purdy can win a Super Bowl, Sam Howell can win a Super Bowl. Like, obviously, the that's, commanders aren't as talented as the Niners are, but that's not a scale you should use ever. No, but it's not. I don't know. I, 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 I depends on how moved you are by these top quarterbacks. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I think this evaluation of your, you have the shot at the top three, I would take a guy. You know what I mean? Now, if they were sitting nine, 10, 11, I think it's a different conversation, right? Like, I don't it know. It depends on how, like, I mean, if, if Sean Payton is really, because here's the thing. As the stories came out that they want to try to trade up and go get Caleb Williams. And of course, if you're going to move up to get one of them, you'll settle for one of the top quarterbacks regardless. If Sean Payton goes to his GM, it's like, hey, man, I want the second pick of the draft. I want it. I, I want to go draft our quarterback to go win for the future. I want that pick. Obviously, no one in Denver is going to be like, go fuck yourself, Sean. Right? Yeah. And and the call comes in and it's a ridiculous fucking offer. I get it. But are you that sold on Drake May or or on a Jaden Daniels at that point? Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't don't, dug into the evals all the way and done my research. I did not watch, I definitely didn't watch enough of Drake May this year. You know, obviously I saw Jaden Daniels play, but again, that a massive part of Jaden Daniels is are you going to mold your offense around him? Lamar Jackson does not succeed in Joe Flacco's offense. Lamar Jackson succeeded because Baltimore was like, all right, bring in Greg Roman, rehole the whole thing. We're going to do everything differently, and we're going to run a playbook that you've never seen at this level before. That's why Lamar Jackson succeeded. Does Jaden Daniels need that much of an overhaul? No, but you definitely cannot just drop him into an NFL offense and be like, this guy's a top 10 guy in the league. You know? Yeah, I mean, the thing I'll say, too, is I think – I mean, Daniels, I think, is a better thrower of the ball than Lamar was coming out of college. Like, I will say that out loud. Like, I I think for sure he is slightly better than Lamar was coming out. So I I don't know if you have to completely retool it. I think I think Jane Daniels is a better passion than a lot of people realize. So I can take that. Uh, But again, like, like I said, I haven't done the evals. I'm doing this blind here. Yeah, I think it's it's he's so tough. Like he's gonna be he's gonna be so good. I don't know. I like I like a lot of these guys. This is one of those years where I slowly fall in love with everybody. Who do you um, who do you want at three? Who do I want at three? Mm-hmm. Like, are you saying like say, I have say the you option moved up to one? Say would I take? Yeah, to not take Caleb Williams would be a mistake. Uh, at one. Uh. I think like everyone's putting the top three guys clumped and I think Jane Daniels deserves to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. The only thing that scares me about Jane Daniels is we haven't really seen someone of his build work yet. Mm-hmm. Like he is very Justin Fields to me where it's like a good thrower and also extremely athletic. You know what I mean? But not necessarily a great thrower. Um, whereas like Caleb Williams comp is, like Patrick Mahomes, right? Play style wise, he's very close to Patrick Mahomes. Drake May, his play style is a comp to Josh Allen. Yeah. Like maybe not the athletic freak that Josh Allen is of being as hot, tall and being able to run over guys, but like Drake May is just as athletic. Like Drake May is that that dude's going to be, he's one of those guys that nobody watched him because he played at freaking UNC and 
played in ACC, so nobody ever watches ACC. Like you were like, I guess yeah. If there's anybody that would have watched ACC football, it would have been it's you. me. I'm like the only person I know that watches a- ACC football, right? Like, yeah, except for my boss. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we might be the only two people left that care about ACC football. But that dude, man. I mean, he took a bet. Like UNC was not good. Like they were, they were okay at best, and he made them good. Like he is a guy that. Like Josh Allen, it's hard to see because he was on such a bad team and he elevated it so much. Like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of guy I love drafting. Is an under he played at a college where the talent wasn't there and made the talent good to great. Like right. those are the guys I like drafting more than I like drafting. Took a bad team to bowl eligible, not bowl eligible yeah. to college football playoff, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that team probably wouldn't make a bowl without him. And and they're like, you know playing on a decent bowl where it's like, I don't love taking Mac Jones when he has 15 college football wide receivers on his team. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I could say the same thing for Tua, right? Like it's really hard to evaluate that talent at the college level. And, uh, Jaden Daniels is unique. I, Caleb Williams is just another level talent, but again, with him having the connection to Lincoln Riley, it's so hard to tell what he'll be in the NFL and he's a guy where I think his situation matters more than maybe the other two somewhat. Oh, I 100% agree with you. If you plug him into a bad offense where he is relied upon and he has to, I think he's going to struggle, truthfully. I, I know that that's what he does best is work outside of structure. But when a guy has zero structure, he makes mistakes. Even if he gunslings with the best of them, you – you, that's exactly what Zach Wilson is. You plugged him into a bad offense, and you're like, all right, well, you're used to just fucking freeballing it. Keep doing it. And you're like, brother, I can't do that against an NFL defense. This is a different level of competition I'm playing against here. But, yeah, I mean, my my quarterback rankings right now would be uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix is four. I think he's a guy Good who man. sneaks into the first round. Good man, you are. The more, the more I've I've watched his, the more I like. Um, Anyone who thinks J.J. McCarthy should be drafted over him should be fired immediately. I do think it then goes Bo Nix and then J.J. I think. Uh, did see a headline today. Apparently, Bo Nix is struggling out of the Senior Bowl. Not yeah, good balls. He he did not look great, which is scary for a guy who's like thirty five years old. Yeah. Um, but like the problem is, is like this isn't a class where it's like. You know, where there's like Stenson Bennett's going to be like in the fourth round. Fourth, like, yeah. outside of those six, it's like Spencer Rattler. It's like, but he was just Jesus. nothing but a disappointment. Like, hey, here's a guy with attitude issues. What yeah. else does he have? Fucking nothing. Nothing. <laughs> then it's like the rest of it, it's just like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Jordan Travis is kind of the big, like, what if, you know? Yeah. Where he was really special, but it's like, yeah, again, he's probably going to end up going in like the fourth, fifth, sixth. Or he's going to be a late. Hey, you know, you're pick. looking at how good that uh, Detroit Lions team is. Don't forget that Hendon Hooker is stashed. Waiting <laughs> yeah. over there for him. Stashed. Yeah. Hey, like, just wait until the next great Ohio State quarterback comes out next year. Will Howard. Okay. Well, First yeah. First draft pick. It's like, uh, Will Howard, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Kyle McCord's the guy who I'm watching. That's oh why. yeah, brother! Big Kyle McCord guy. Yeah, cement himself as a Syracuse legend, dude. I'm gonna get a Kyle McCord jersey this year. You watch. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna rock that. I love Kyle. Kyle McCord's my dude. 
Um, I think he probably is going to tear it up. I mean, low key bet next season, Syracuse to win the ACC. Not insane. We don't have Clemson. Not. Our hardest game is Miami, but we get Miami at home. So you don't play Clemson. We don't play Clemson next year. You guys have is, an AFC, ACC title game or is it just record? Uh, no, we have a title game. Oh, you yeah. Do have a title game. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, well, if Davo Sweeney doesn't get with the times and learn that you got to hit the transfer portal to get some guys, he is quickly going to find himself. I mean, he's already fallen because he refuses to hit the fucking portal. Syracuse is a top three team in the ACC, no doubt, with Fran Brown and Kyle McCord. Just, just no question. I love, and it, I love it. That I defense love is going to be stacked. Um, Dustin shaving his beard it. next year, boys. Look at. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do that again next year. We we probably have to. I feel like it's too. I, don't I mean, you can't back out now. This is the year that no. you're like probably have the you know, like the most guaranteed shot at it. I it, like, but we this is the first year we go head to head, so now it becomes real interesting. Yeah, do we just put it all on the head to head? That would be that would be really interesting, actually. Like double how, or nothing. How early in the season? Is it? I want to say it's a later game. I want to say. I think was... loser of the season shaves the beard. Loser of the head-to-head shaves the head. Shaves the head. Full bald. I cannot imagine. There's no way. I don't think he would ever do it. Me? No. Oh, him? him? Yeah. No, I can't imagine him ever shaving his head. No shot. Not a chance in hell. Oh, Dustin is my God. boss at work for anyone who doesn't know. Tim's old boss at good old Dick Sporting Goods right here. Oh, last game of the year. Oh, shit. I November do. 30th. You last have game to. Of the year. Because if that, imagine if that's like the tiebreaker game. You that know, would you be both like six and six or six and five. It's not happening. We're, oh, we're wrecking everybody. Fucking hilarious. I mean, we play, we have to go to Boston College, but they just lost their head coach. Yeah, they're, they're, gonna, they're probably going to stink. They're going to stink. Pitt, we've got Pitt. Man, that's kind of it. We play a bunch of nobodies. Uh, Georgia Tech was okay last year. Look at us talking about college football here. Oh, man, we got to play Holy Cross. We got to play the guy who was up. Holy Cross, The that guy was up. That's Dan the... Dan Lanning was up for the head coaching job, too. Oh, God. He was on people's top, like the top five list. Dan Lanning was a lot of people's number one. Yeah, he was. He was. People were shocked we didn't end up going with him. But there we go. We'll see. I, my ideal world was we were going to hire the who – who did Michigan just announce as their head coach? Sharon uh, Moore. Sharon Moore. We would hire Sharon Moore. Mike Hart comes back to Syracuse <laughs> as the OC. He brings he brings Sharon Moore, brings him along. That would have been – and then Mike Hart takes over when Sharon Moore got a better job. But. Fun fact, Sharon Moore, 2004 Derby Panther graduate. Yeah, that's school. right. Yeah, yeah. Now, I didn't know that until he got hired, and then everybody started talking about it. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Sean Moore. Who was the guy that was uh, – somebody went to – where would you go to school? What was it called? Derby. No, no, no. College. Oh, Butler. Butler. Who was the Butler guy that just got hired? Um, Press Taylor, probably. Press Taylor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember where he got hired at, but I remember I was like, why does that name sound familiar? It's because I used to hear it all the time at, at uh, good old Butler community. Yeah, where did Press Taylor uh, Zach Taylor. His br- his uh, Press Taylor's brother, also a Butler Community College Grizzly, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, got a, quite a few ties. Uh, also, Titans legend Zach Mettenberger, former Butler Community College grad. Dang, you guys have a lot. That's what they're they're. I, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence was a Pro Bowler for the Cowboys. He went to Butler. Like there are some guys, but there are some funny ones where you're like, 
I Zach Menberger didn't fucking know he's an All American at Butler. Didn't know that hmm. until I went there and saw his picture in the hallway. So, all right, to get us back on track here, um, Texans also keep everybody who yeah. I think is a bigger win. The fact that CJ Stroud gets another year of uh, yeah. why well, can't I think of his name? Bobby um, Slowick. Bobby Slowick. Thank another you. Another guy in the prestigious Cal Shanahan tree. Yeah. So Bobby Sloak stays another year. Uh, I I was not super surprised. Typically after one hot year, you don't necessarily get poached right away. Um, but tell that to Mike fucking McDonald. Yeah. Big win. That division is slowly gotten very interesting. Oh, hundred percent. Like Jags are good. Shane Steichen proved he can coach. Like they won a lot of games with Gardner. Nine games with fucking Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So if they Anthony Richardson get a four could, overall last year. Yeah, if, if Anthony Richardson's anything at all, like that team is going to be scary. And then, I mean, you talk about the Texans coming back, like that division just got real three teams that are real interested. Yeah, sorry, it was too early. I thought you were going to talk about the Titans, and I was like, no, who cares? Bottom beaters. Yeah, they're Mike Vrabel, you dumbass. They're like the, yeah, they're like the worst team in that division without question. I feel so, so sorry for Drew. Drew's a Titans fan. They go from. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Bryce has been the Drew. Um, yeah, yeah. They go from probably what the best or the second best head coach in that division to the worst, like easily. Point. Yeah, I think like there's no fucking, question. Like a fucking Thanos snap, they go I, down. I would argue, probably goes D'Amico Ryan's one, Dougie P two. I don't know. That's tough. It's that's a real that's like all three of those guys are both like middle of the road. None uh, of them. Truthfully, are... I would agree with you because I was this this is Doug Peterson's second year, right? Or second year in, in yeah, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. Truth be told, whole lot of fucking nothing. We play it, for well, we play for postseason, but they fucking choked it away in week 18 this year. And they had, oh, I guess. No, they 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 beat the Chargers last year. Got a yeah. playoff win last year. Yeah, they over. No one thought they were going to be that good last yeah. year. Expectations were high this year. Trevor Lawrence was talked about as an MVP guy. Definitely was not that oh, all year. Stop beans looking right at me. Yeah, staring at the camera. Just fucking, what are you fucking looking at? Goofball. Um, but no, yeah, that did, I would agree with you. D'Amico Ryan's might be one. I get that that's early, but he's definitely two. And Steichen's three, but. We'll see what happens it's, when he has a it, healthy quarterback. It's like Steichen could be one at the end of next year. True. And like any three of those guys could be, yeah, coach. I like any three of those guys could be coached the year next year. And it wouldn't blow me out of the water. No, um, wouldn't. would not. Blow last one I want to talk about is the Eagles at Kellen Moore. Uh, yeah. And for us, we like we thought there was a coordinator problem. We were like, man, it's tough to lose both coordinators. They they made massive upgrades, right? Yeah, hundred percent. You go get uh, one of the best defensive coordinators ever, Vic Fangio last week, and then you add Kellen Moore this week. Um, and and I think it's great hires because I don't think anybody's looking at Fangio as a head coach next year or no. anytime soon. And truthfully, I don't think anybody's looking at Kellen Moore as a as a head coach hire right away. Even if they come out and play great, I still would rather have Ben Johnson. I'd rather have Bobby Slowick, right? Vrabel and Belichick are both available. Yeah. There are many, many more guys that I would rather hire than Kellen Moore. So I think they've got him for at least two, if not three years. If Jalen Hurts wins an MVP, maybe not. But yeah, I think besides that. Yeah, it, it definitely depends. He has to be on that level of play, but I do like it, right? Like 
he was good in San Fr- it was good in LA. He was good in Dallas. Like he's a good, he's a good safe bet, right? Like that offense is going to be better than it was last year. Um, I'm curious to see, do they bring back Deandre Swift? Do they let him walk? Like what is the plan there? Uh, I'm ultra curious in that, but I, I think it was the right move for Philly to kind of try to hold the, hold the ship together here. God. The Titans just hired Baltimore's defensive backs coach as their new DC. Nice. We fucking we didn't even make the Super Bowl. We're getting fucking poached left and right. I'm sick of this shit. That's how it goes. That's how God it goes. Damn it, man. Well, I know that that's how it goes, but I'd least like to fucking win a Super Bowl to make up for it. You know, we didn't even fucking get the prize. People are so like, man, eh, give me that shit. God yeah. damn it. Fuck. That sucks. Continue. Sorry. No, you're good. That's that's pretty much all I got. Anything else you want to talk about this week? Um, yeah, it's gonna be a long off season for Ravens fans. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, even without looking at John Harbaugh, I just get to listen to people spin stupid fucking narratives about my quarterback for eight months with no chance of rebuttal until the season start next year. Not looking forward to it. Kind of want to die on the inside, but. I'm very excited to look forward to the draft and talk about that because, again, I think this top five is the most unpredictable I think we've ever seen, honestly. Like, the Bears could keep Williams. They could keep Fields. The Commanders could keep Howell. They could go May. The only lock is that the Patriots take a quarterback at three, but it all depends on who's available at three, about who they get. And then for the Cardinals, you take uh, you take a tackle. Do you take Marvin Harrison if he's there? Do you trade down? Yeah, I can't even tell you who five is. Like we are in for a very interesting and very long. I hope you guys have your fire extinguishers and your gas mask because we're going to be seeing a lot of smoke screens this offseason when it comes to the draft. It, it's going to be interesting, and and as we go forward, yeah, we'll probably have a show next week, uh, show post Super Bowl, probably take a little break. Uh, jump back into you know the draft process and stuff like that probably two or three episodes leading up to the draft and then one post draft would be my guess is what we're gonna run mm-hmm. um something like that so keep your keep your eyes peeled for that but yeah you got us for at least another two weeks so 100 percent but all right well Catch back next week to hear our Super Bowl predictions, our bets for the game. And uh, until then, stay safe, and we'll, we'll see you next time.